We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday... Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Is it just me, or does Carly Fiorina look exactly like Kate with dinner? Could just be me. I think it might just be you. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, Head over to rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Lair. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and along with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. Uh, it might be a shorter podcast because there's only five games to talk about, uh, but... Uh, Andrew, I have a funny story for you. It's actually, and it's it's like a nice little epilogue from the story I told on Tuesday, which if you haven't heard, you should listen. 
Are you ready for the definition of irony? Yes, please. Oh, yeah. You, you teased that to me before the podcast. So, as you know, yesterday I bought a $2.50 umbrella. Mm-hmm. Uh, after, well, I, I also then bought the most expensive umbrella that CVS had. Okay. Which was $28. Wow. Learned your lesson. So I bought it. I'm walking back to the uh, to the train station, which is uh, about four blocks away, and it was raining. It was raining heavily in Houston. I can attest for that. Um, it kept me dry. I'm across the street from the train station, which is all, of course, you know, outside. It's not like a subway or a tube that's underground. So you know, there's rain everywhere. And what happens next is the definition of irony. So I'm standing there with the umbrella over my head, bone dry. And then the train that I'm trying to catch rolls by, hits a standing puddle of water and drenches me from shoulder to ankle. Oh, <laughs> oh that is such a bummer. And I'm and hilarious. And I, I could just imagine the scene of someone across the street seeing someone holding an umbrella, but still shoulders to ankles wet. And in fact, when I got to the station, they someone asked me, "Hey, why didn't you use your umbrella the entire time?" <laughs> and you know, bless their hearts, they were so kind. But uh, you know, I guess either they were really kind or having a joke at my expense in the kindest accent possible. Sure, that's not what I thought was going to be the ironic part of it. Oh, that the umbrella still fell apart. No, I actually was expecting you to say something how like it was a gorgeous day and somehow the umbrella that had broken blew off something and like hit you. No, no. Or you got the big umbrella and were struck by lightning. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I like the last one. That's better, that's better than what I was going to say, so I won't say it. Okay. Uh, but I can guarantee That sucks. That sucks. I can, I can guarantee you, though, that even if it didn't rain, I was going to use that umbrella as a shade thing. A parasol, I guess is what they call it. Yeah. So wait a minute. So did you take the umbrella down to get on the train or you were just holding it upright? And I was not... holding it to block the rain that was falling on that would have been falling on right. top of my head from the sky. Right. From the sky. Correct. Right. However, when someone designed this train system, they figured, hey, let's make it the lowest point of the street and not the highest point of the street so it can kick up water, you right. know, like electric trains should be doing. Right. Oh, oh that's very frustrating. That's with, a bummer. I'm very. Oh, by the way, it's so close to you that it can splash water up onto you. That's right. How right. Close <laughs> you are to a moving train. Right. Oh. Houston's such a great city in that regard. You never know what's going to be around the corner. The next step is obviously to buy one, you know, like a full-length raincoat and rain boots and some sort of rain hat. Yeah, waders, all the yeah. whole the whole the whole fishing gear. I'll just I'll just walk down the street in fishing gear. Yeah, fly fishing gear specifically. But that was one of the two things I wanted to talk about. Now, the second thing I wanted to talk about is the teams that are in Europe or no longer in Europe and what, what their attention intentions are the rest of the season. And what I mean by that is you saw Tottenham in today's game against Liverpool. Oh, sorry. against Dortmund only start four regular starters. Yes. Uh, we, and got hosed. Yes. Got completely, sorry, not hosed waxed. I would, they were not, they were not, they were not cheated out of any calls. They were just, they were just outplayed. Yeah. Um, 
but I, I'm a, you know Liverpool went for it against Manchester United, who also went for it. Just that Liverpool were just better on the day, and Chelsea uh, goose hitting after the Chelsea game against PSG on Wednesday. Um, he said that Chelsea are now officially in transition. Yes. So there's a lot to take from that. Like what? Who, the crowd turned on Eden Hazard again. Yes, sure did. Uh, I, I I don't know how much you'll see him the rest of the season at this point. I think that's fair. They'll they'll blame it on an injury, of course, since he was a little banged up. Diego Costa left the game injured as well. Yep. I'm not sure how much you'll see him the rest of the season now. Yeah, I mean, particularly especially with Euro, especially with Euros coming up this summer as well. Those national teams are not going to want them risking injury before the Euros. I suppose they still need them to be playing, though. They need them to be training. You got to be a little more than that. You got to be match fit by the by the time Euros come around. If you have, if you only play, you know, four of the last ten matches. I mean, there are only ten left. Those two specifically are vital to their country's success at Euro- at Euros. Vital. Um, Spain I, do not have another striker of note. They just don't. Yeah, I'm not sure they're better with Costa anyway. Whether they have another striker or not, which um, I don't want to say they, they don't. Al- Alvaro Negredo? <laughs> the beast. I, I'm not kidding. Like that, 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 That's the depth chart. Uh, I was... Um, no, they've got um, isn't Morata Spanish? Alvaro Morata. He's been very good recently. I think he's better than Costa for how they play. Yeah, he's Spanish. But yeah, I mean, it, Negredo. Oh man, I I was such a huge Negredo fan when he was at Man City. Just like the way that he played. And no, anyway, yeah, they've got Morata. He was a bull in a concrete shop. <laughs> Pedro. Nolito, yeah, that's pretty light. You're right. It's not good. It's not good. And Nolito and Pedro are not center forwards. No, they're not. Paco so, Alcazar is the other one. It doesn't matter. You know, it, it, at a certain at a certain point, it really just doesn't matter. I mean, you can even if you want to go to like younger players. I mean, there's Jesse Rodriguez. Yeah, I'm not sure he's I, ever been called actually. No, he hasn't. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. It's just, it. it my my point is proven. I mean, I, I think that they, they, had, were, they had to go to Brazil to get a Spanish uh, exactly striker. Yeah, they they they, they, they and Diego Costa is going to be important if he's not if he's not sorry. They're going to need someone to score goals at some point. Yeah, they can't win one nothing every game. I don't think hmm. they do have some pretty good defenders though. I I, I do I, that. I do old. not doubt. Yeah. Anyway, but so who is it? Traore that gets the starts then. I don't even know at this point if yeah. they are if if Goose Hiddink is being honest, and they are in transition, they have under twenty one guys that they need to take a look at the senior level now. Yeah, but you you can't. I mean, you can't do more than one or two per match. Though I agree, I agree. I'm not saying you start all the young kids at the same time because that's not realistic. Yeah, but you know who should never play again? Seth Fabregas, John Obi Mikel. Oh my god, Fabregas has to because he was on the national team. My point. I mean, I, the three rats that the you know that the fans signed put up <laughs> earlier in the season after Mourinho was fired. Yeah, I, 
I'm almost positive two thirds of them are not back in that Hazard, Costa, and Fabregas. I'm pretty sure two thirds aren't back, and it would not stun me if all three are not back. Yep. Which is another reason why you probably may you may not see them much. That, that, that that's my overall point is you're starting to get to the point of the season where you may see some experimentation in lineups. Alexander Pato. Where they have to see what they, what he is, or else he goes back. Like, oh, yeah, who cares? <laughs> I'm saying he was an insurance policy in case Diego Costa was really injured. But you might as well play him to see what you have. Why? You're not. I don't think they're pledging any long-term allegiance to Alexander Pato. Well, I'm just saying they, if they don't play him, then he goes back to Brazil. Why not see what if you have something or not? I guess. Why not see if you have anything in Lil Grammy? I think they haven't they, done that yet. Yeah, I think they're done with him. I feel That's bad for him. He got paid very handsomely. I don't feel, I don't feel bad for any of them. No. Uh, it, it was the exact same situation as Demba Ba a few years ago. Yeah. Who and fine, Demba Ba though he did win. Uh, sure did. He did, he, he did win stuff. Yep. My my reservation again is that Chelsea's not the only team. This is, they're the they're the biggest team that's officially said they're in transition at this mm-hmm. point. But th- that's what's coming now at this stage in the season and. With games come with so few games coming up this weekend, uh, let's get right into it now. The first game you, we may see it in this game: Norwich at home against Manchester City. Uh, Manchester City they may not start a real lineup because they have Champions League coming up. I I and, would actually and, say I think they start a full lineup and they take them out when they get a lead. Like they can't afford to not get three points. Because they're because West Ham are so close. Well, I think they. I mean, it's not like the season's over. It's still they they have ten matches left, uh, so they have their their game in hand as well. So I think they absolutely uh, need to play everybody. They also play this Champions League match at home, which helps. Um, so you don't have to travel to Ukraine for the second one. Mm-hmm. They also have a pretty solid lead in that, so it's not like they. You know they're not cu- trying to come from behind, like these other Premier League wimps. Yeah, <laughs> well, um, or, or, or or already done. Right. Yeah. Uh, so i I would be I would be very very surprised if they put out anybody but their best eleven. Congratulations, by the way, to Arsenal that uh, despite the first leg lost, uh, remaining in the Champions League for longer than Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you to the schedule makers for that one. Um, my second note I have on City here is uh, they would have to make history in more ways than one to win the the title this year. Yep, they'd have to get the most points in the last ten games ever. Ever, yeah. Uh, no team has ever won the Premier League with eight losses. City has wow. eight losses. Wow, that's a cool stat. Arsenal's at seven. Great. West Ham's only at six. Just. Same. Okay. What's the Chelsea at twelve? Uh, nine. Nine. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. Nine. They, they don't play this weekend anyway. But uh, on the Norwich side, they have lost eight of nine. Yeah, they're awful. <laughs> that's kind of. I mean, that's kind of my point with Manchester City. I mean, they're a player. First of all, I think DraftKings, who we will be doing a daily dose of later, by the way. I think DraftKings snuck an MLS player into the Premier League. Angelino. Uh, uh, Angelino was on loan last year from Man City, so he's back with Man City. Oh, okay. Yes, because the last his game log is all against like NYCFC. Oh, 
<laughs> no, he was he was at NYC. Sorry, it was at NYC. That's yeah. You don't, you don't see the Chicago Fire much in those Premier League game looks. Yeah, it's tough. It's um, tough. Yeah, he was actually a pretty decent fantasy option at the beginning of last season. But he was. No reason to get into him. But yes, he, he is back. I believe he's made an appearance for them. Um, yeah, for, in that game, in that game City, against but, Chelsea, I think. Yeah. But yeah, don't don't pick him. That's why we... <laughs> that's why people listen to us. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure of all the names that people expected to hear, Angelino was not one of them. Yeah, certainly not on this pod. But yeah, and, uh, Norwich and are basi- awful. And basically, you start every Manchester City option you can afford. I don't see the reason not to, other than that's what everybody's going to do. But in this slate, like I think you can find enough value in this slate. We, um, Aguero is the is the lineup killer. And he's the, the lineup maker or breaker. I, I guess he I can guess. break if he if he does not score, he breaks your lineup. I I'm I was completely agreeing with that and was worried that I'm not sure he could really make a lineup. He'd have to score four times, maybe three. Not really. It's such a small slate that if you don't have him and he gets two goals, you're not going to make that up in a lot of other places. This slate. I I guess. I, I mean, in GPP terms, probably not. But in like a head-to-head, like what we're doing, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe there was... Um... I mean, especially because, you know, we're still doing the 5,000 and under versus 5,100 and over striker or forward deal. So I can't take him. Well, we're switching sides. I'm going on the low side this week. Yeah. And I think, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I agree that he... He'll... I mean, he'll be, he'll be the difference maker. Like, if he doesn't... I think he has to score two, though, in order to make make a difference maker on the positive side. Okay, fair enough. Let's move on. I mean, because there's not on the Norwich City side actually. Before we move on, uh, Nathan Redmond. I said it, I think uh, either last week or two weeks ago that he has the uh, I think one of the most uh, most shots from inside the 18 yard box. Yeah, right ahead of Robert Huth, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, just you know, if he starts, I'm going to think about. Uh, Martin Olson, as you told me before the podcast, he is likely to start because Robbie Brady lost a couple of teeth, got some stitches. Uh, I think it's actually not the stitches and the teeth that it is. I think he had a ham. He came off with a excuse me, he came off with a calf injury. It was a bad second half for him last week. So yeah, so he'll probably miss out, which means that there are corners to be had, but Norwich has to actually have the ball to do that. So I'm not sure how much that's going to really happen. Yeah. You know, just just uh, you know, options to think about. And Cameron Jerome over under on open nets missed. Uh, let's say zero point uh, five. Over, over, over. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm not just. Sure. He's mm. not a guaranteed to start. That's my that that, that was that was the kicker. The, oh, that's funny. I even if he was guaranteed to start, I'm not sure that they're going to get enough enough balls that close. Manchester City, you know, say what you will, they have not been great defensively. True. If they did get a clean sheet last week. True. But. True. Yeah, they may let up the, the the odd chance here and there. Yeah, that's fair. I think it, but I think it's a better game for the likes of uh, Nathan Redmond because of the way that they play. Uh, they don't play a very high line, but their defensive midfielders like to push forward. Mm-hmm. So there's a large space in between, and Cameron Jerome's not going to exploit that, but someone like uh, Redmond can. It's just a thought. All right, let's move on though. Uh, Stoke City are at home against Southampton. Mm-hmm. Stoke, who are unbeaten in four games. Southampton, winless in their last three. 
winless after a six-game clean sheet streak. I don't get this team at all. Momentum, momentum. They, they they're like a grandfather clock. That's what they are. <laughs> the the Stoke uh, defensive issues are still pretty significant, but Southampton is all, have also kind of switched things up a little bit, and we saw uh, Cuco Martina get a start last week instead of Cedric. Uh, played well enough. Um, I guess. I mean, it was a one-one no, draw, but he's no Cedric. What's that? No, right. He's no Cedric, but he's significantly cheaper everywhere. Yeah. So I just wonder what maybe they. I don't know what they're doing, and I'm not sure. I mean, we said this on Tuesday. I'm not sure Ronald Koeman fully knows what he's doing with this team yet. So, but Stoke will probably see Jeff Cameron again. Uh, Mark Muniess is going to. One of those two will play out wide. Neither of them are fullbacks. Um. So I actually think there should be goals on both sides here. It'll be interesting to watch. I mean, I think they're both competing for Europa spots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, I even read an article saying that Mark Hughes for Stoke should be coach of the year. And I'm like, are That's you ridiculous? Kidding? Are you kidding? <laughs> I think that I think there's someone. Uh, I think there's someone at Leicester who may have a mm-hmm. about that. But, I think Billich could has it over him too. A far cry, a far. If if Leicester don't win another game this season, Ranieri still wins Coach of the Year. Yeah, no doubt. The, I mean, Hughes should certainly get tr- credit for bringing in some of the guys that he has to to Stoke. But he's brought in a lot of a lot, not I just know. Some, a lot. I know. He's brought in one, two, three, four. I believe uh, four players that are. Internationals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you count Embula. Yeah. Oh, I do. He's probably the best one of the bunch. Yeah. If you think about the overall overall effect, yeah. Yeah. It, it it's it. I don't know how you convince people to go to Stoke. That's what I mean. Yeah. It, it's impressive. Yeah. Uh, who do if you, you have to, If you have to choose, if you had to choose one, Shakiri or Arnautovich. Oh. Um, I would. I. I took Shakiri. Uh, excuse me. I would take Shakiri um, only because the twenty cross potential. Yeah, I'm, I'm much more comfortable with with the floor, and with Arnautovic, uh, he doesn't seem to be as comfortable when Mami Diouf starts, and he has started I think the last two. So, um, I think he gets a he kind of gets in Arnautovic's way n- near the goal. So. Um, if Boyan starts, I kind of like Arnautovic more, but I mean, I think they're both fine options. Fraser Forster looks like somebody that didn't post six consecutive clean sheets. It's weird. It's really weird. I, 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 it's, it's when the ball's in the air. Yeah. And guess who likes to put the ball in the air? Jordan mm-hmm. Shakir. Yeah. Um, Southampton have four goals in their last six games. That's not a lot. No. I mean, Sadio Mane hasn't been starting. It's the same number as Aston Villa. That's a great stat. Bravo, sir. That's Thanks. a great stat. You can find that in the uh, Game Week 30 cheat sheet that I'm staring at right now. The worst is that Watford has only scored twice in that span. Is there it was, a certain, it was in there, the same game. Is there a certain website you can get that cheat sheet on? Rotowire.com slash soccer. 
There we go. About to say worst worst shameless self promotion I've seen in a while. Oh, we could certainly outdo ourselves after that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is that a challenge, Mike? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Challenge issued. Hmm. All right. Burnmouth are at home against Swansea. These are two. Can I let me get through my little preamble here? I have something. Uh, Burnmouth and Swansea are two very similar teams in that uh, they, for brief moments of this season, have fought off relegation. They both have climbed from the fourth division of English football, and they now both are in the Premier League, and they're both a little comfortable. There. Now you can say it. Oh, the Burnmouth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, for me, this is really about one person. Um, if you could, because you're talking about it being pro Burmouth and it's Max Gradle. Yep. I, 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 he has changed the complexion of that attack. Totally agree. The, the, like Joshua King looks dangerous now. Sure does. Charlie Daniels on the flank has, has all sorts of space. Yep. Uh, he's just, Richie he, looks awesome. Yeah. He frees up, he frees up space for other people and he does well in small spaces. Max Gradle does. Yeah. Um, Richie's at six consecutive games with at least 12 DraftKings points. And I picked up Gradle in FPL and ESPN this week. I picked up Gradle in EFSA. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know you did. That was a great pickup. <laughs> and I also picked up Callum Wilson because he may come back. Yeah, who I paid like 28 bucks for. At the and, I, and I paid $1. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I'll be able to keep him. Yeah, that's you can keep him. I'm, I don't think that's... I'm not as confident about that one, but yeah, Gradle looks amazing. Um, he's making other guys look very good. Uh, it's weird because you're kind of getting to the point where you're not like, has King passed a phobie? They it's both start, to, but like, it's tough to say. Uh, it, it's one of those situations. It's like if uh, it would be like if if Graziano Pelle and Charlie Austin started for Southampton. Mm-hmm. They have no intention of crossing the ball ever. Yeah. Uh, and they are guys who just are in the right place when they score. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um... If two Jermaine Defoe's were on the field at the same time. <laughs> just, just These guys taller. are much bigger than him, yeah. Just taller. Yeah. Uh, on the Swansea side, it's Gilpie Sigerson. Uh-huh. That was the end of my Swansea analysis. You are not a Leon Britton fan? Nope. Now, how about Leroy Fair if he starts? Uh, I'd be considering Leroy Fair if he starts. Mm-hmm. He has uh, he started last week. Yes. Got an assist, even I believe. Uh, I think well, that he was, came uh, off the bench and got an assist. Yeah, he started the game before that. <sighs> Former QPR guys just don't do well, apparently. Ugh. Charlie Austin can barely get a game. Leroy Fair doing his thing. Yeah. The. Yeah, I don't know. Steven Davis has been crossing a little more lately. I the I'm staying I, totally away from Pele, Mane, and Tadic. I'll try I to would, find my Southampton value anywhere else. Yeah, I, I would consider Tadic if he starts. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. No thanks. Okay. And Ward Prowse too, who I always think when he starts and then. I feel like we're still waiting for James Ward-Prowse to put it together, and it's been like three years. Yeah, I think he's still only twenty, though. That's true. He is <laughs> like <laughs> that's the craziest part. He is still it's very... like Jack Wilshire, except 
No, 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 exactly. Except <laughs> the only difference is that James Ward Prowse has two working legs. Yeah. I just mean like Wilshire's 24. It's not like he's, he's, if you, I think you convinced people he was 30. He's been around for so long. It's it's not that he's been around for, no, it's the fact, it's the problem is he has, he hasn't been around for so long. Well, yeah. <laughs> he's been on the first team for a long time. Whether he's been on the field is it obviously very different. Yeah, he's on that special IR designated to return in four years <laughs> designation. <laughs> right. right. Who so, wins this one? Uh, oh, I think it's Bournemouth. Okay. And I don't think it's particularly close. Mm-hmm. I think it's like one of those two-one games where like Swansea gets a consolation one. Yep. On a free kick. Oh, if it's from if it's a, if it's a guilty Secretson late goal, I'm just gonna be really pissed off. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for the main DraftKings slate, they don't have that 745 game, so I think you're going to see a lot of Birdmouth stacks. Yeah, if you if you don't play, if you don't have City Norwich, yeah, I think you will. Yeah, for the good of the pod, we included it. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to do a whole special on two games. <laughs> we're just I mean, not not. I mean, not that we increase it by a large number; we increase it by one. But it's it's fifty percent more than two. Okay, that that concludes your Saturday slate. All of it. Right. Uh, we move on to Sunday where you set your clocks forward an hour if you're in America mm-hmm. and not in Arizona. Yep. I think that's correct. I think there's a couple other places too. I just forget. Maybe New Mexico. I forgot. Um, but Aston Villa are uh, preparing for Ipswich Town next year by taking on Tottenham at home. <laughs> yeah. This. What's weird with this slate is there are three like very significant uh, underdogs. Or... You're gonna see there, there's a lot of stack. There's going to be a lot of stacking. As there should be like this. Um, the, which one do you think does, let me, let me start that over. Do Spurs score more at Villa than Leicester scores at home against Newcastle? Would you like to have it? Would you like to do an interesting little challenge for the Sunday Monday slate? Sure. You take only Tottenham players. I take only Leicester players. I think knowing how each of us feels about clubs we support, I don't think I should get Spurs. I think you're just rubbing it in. <sighs> all at right, that point. fine. I'll take all Tottenham players. You can take all Leicester players. I just want it on record that I said even on Tuesday that I would take all. Leicester. Oh, you did. You did say that. All right. That's fine. I'll take it. Oh, it's I'll... fine. No, it's fine. I will take Tottenham because, you know, Arsenal fans are, are touchy like that. Mm. Uh, and you can take Leicester and we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll talk about it next Tuesday. Sure. Okay. Sure. With that being said, anyone on Aston Villa you like? I'll get sucked into thinking about Bakuna. Um, Hutton has kind of made some noise lately, but not enough. I I feel like I would try to build the lineup around like defensive like Eric Dyer than I would before I take Rudy Gestead. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather go like a full on Spurs and Leicester stack and then try to throw in like Daryl Yanmont for that two game slate. I I I agree with you. Yeah. I, I the having to hope that you can get some value out of Aston Villa worries me. Yeah, you don't want to be the guy rooting for Aston Villa at this point. Right. So they've scored four goals in their last six. 
you know how many goals they've given up in that time? Let's say uh, 16. 17. That's close. One of them was a 2 nothing win. <laughs> so they've given up 17 goals in five of their last six. My other favorite, I was on Who Scored Today, and I actually just had to pull it up because I thought it was such a funny stat. Tottenham are undefeated in 25 of their last 28 matches. They, I'm sorry, they're what? <laughs> undefeated in 25 of their last 28. I feel like you don't ever see the phrase undefeated when it's not <laughs> all of the games that you're talking about. But the other one is Aston Villa have failed to win 26 of 28, which is just an astonishing number of non-wins. Tale of two teams. Gosh. And if and of the two, Villa are the one with the richer history. Sure, sure. It's, it's going to be very strange to see the Royal Villa go to yep. the championship next season. Yep. And, they may, and they may not come back. For I long. was just about to say that there's no guarantee they're coming right back. Yeah. This uh, team stinks. They, they stink out loud. And I think Men and Blazer said this. Uh, I don't know if Randy Lerner thinks they're going to get the first overall draft pick next <laughs> season, but it doesn't work that way. Uh, that's a great line. Uh. It's 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 really hard to be an Aston Villa fan right now. I'm sure. The I, would, only I don't know. Premier League jersey I own is an Aston Villa one. Yeah, that's true. Only maybe Christian, maybe Christian Benteke will help them back into the Premier League next season. Yeah. Now that would be a terrible drop in competition for mm-hmm. Christian Benteke. Yeah. All right, let's go on to the last game of the weekend, which is really on Monday. That we kind right, of touched yeah. on it already. Leicester are at home against Newcastle in what should be a really easy three points for Leicester. Should be. They haven't been crushing people lately, though. <laughs> that's true. But that's because they face teams that really just want to play defense. Yeah. And Newcastle have not shown they can do that. No. And this could be the game that ends Steve McLaren. The it's it's really probably, funny. Probably will be. I get uh I got an ESPN update on my phone, like an alert that said something like Steve McLaren survives another day. And like, that was it. <laughs> there was no news. It was just like, yep, he's still the coach. Uh, no, it sounds, no, no. if you just said he survives another day, that just means he's alive. Yeah. He, the Rafa Benitez talk has been much louder than the David Moyes talk recently. I agree. I agree. It's very interesting. Why would he want that job? Uh, just so he can say that he turned around a team when the ten day when the ten games were up. He, he doesn't have to commit anything more than the ten games. Is all I've heard. Yeah, I the uh, like even if he even if they stay up, he wouldn't stay on. I've always had a very. I don't want to say it's a negative opinion of Rafa Benitez, but I have. I. I just feel like he gets lumped in a group of managers that he doesn't belong in. And getting that Real Madrid job like solidified it. It's because of what he did at Liverpool. Sure, sure. And to be fair, his fate was always tied with Fernando Torres. Yeah. And when Fernando Torres left, he was terrible. And when he reunited with Fernando Torres, they were still too, terrible. Yeah, it was too late. It, it just seems like he, like he did okay at Napoli. He wasn't. They weren't great 
with him. They've been better without him. And he took that Madrid job. And it's kind of astonishing that your next job would be the 19th place club in the Premier League. I don't care that it's Newcastle. Like, that's... Yeah, but Newcastle... AVB doesn't take that job. And Rafa's going to? Yeah, AVB may be back. Ugh. He he may be back next season. Stop it. I don't know where, but I think he may be back. He has no right to think he deserves a job back here. So, somewhere like Swansea. Here. No, Broad would probably go back to Swansea before. Yeah, Broad should definitely go back there. Anyway, let, let's talk about Le- Leicester Newcastle. Yeah, sorry. Uh, we obviously like Leicester this one. <laughs> Uh, it, there's really not much John to Joe? say. John Joe. Uh, I would take John Joe now until the end of time. If would, I you, <laughs> would you like John Joe? I haven't looked at the, the prices, but would you take John Joe at like 6000 over Yanmat at thirty five? I think there's much more value there, yeah. Value with who? With uh, John Joe, excuse me. Oh, okay. Because he's done all of this without scoring. He's gotten an assist here or there, but he has not scored. Yeah, but that kind of implies that he's going to, and he's not. Let me see what the... uh, John Joe is 5,500, and Jan Mott's 4,400. Oh, so yeah, he would make that. That's easy. Yeah, it's a much better spread. Yeah. And and by virtue of... uh, I don't know which property it is, but I would still still take uh, John Joe. Yeah. With the smaller spread. Yeah. And I would take John... Uh, I'll put it this way. I would take John Joe before Eric Dyer, if you're including Tottenham. I would... Well, sure. I would take Would him, you take him ahead of Deli Ali? Mm, that was just about to go to between him and Lamella, too. Mm. It would be close. Ali's a little banged up. I wouldn't be surprised if he sat. I would definitely take him over a hurt Deli Ali. Yeah. Chadley's been playing pretty well. Uh, I would I would still say John Joe over Chadley. Because Chadley doesn't. I hope so. But Chad, thirty-eight hundred dollar Chadley. Yeah. What's Lamella at? Uh, that's the one. That's the name I had in my head. Sixty-two. So I'd have John Joe at fifty-five or Lamella at sixty-two. Right. I'd probably take John Joe. Yeah. I, th- I mean, that's your. That's the comp I had in my head. Okay. Fuchs is fifty-three. Holy wow! I. It, Why? Why? Because uh, unless unless Kieran Trippier starts, Fuchs is leagues ahead of Kyle Walker and Danny Rose. Uh, I guess I'm not sure he's leaps. I'm not sure he's nine hundred bucks more than Daryl Yanmot. Eleven hundred more than Bakuna. It, it's I would take Trippier and Davis before Fuchs. Yeah, I think Davis take... is going to start because Rose is out, which means that. That means Trippier will be on the other side. No, I don't. I don't think it automatically means that. Yes, I, I think it does. <laughs> I think. I think they're. I think they're units. I think they're like the. You know, I don't know. I just do. Okay. Even though, even though those are the two players that communicate to each other the least of all two players in uh, on the pitch, you never see like the wing back swapping sides fluidly. Yeah. Anyway, it's. I don't know. I feel like they would both play. Sorry, maybe that's just me hoping they would both play. And this is also me just trying to extend this podcast. As well. <laughs> yeah. well, we still have our daily dose. Yeah, let's do that. 
Did I get all the games? I think I did. Yes. All right. All five perfect. I didn't just start in the middle of the fixture list. <laughs> no. No. Okay. All right, let's go on to our Daily Dose, uh, which we have uh, completed on DraftKings. We have included the early game of the Saturday slate, so three total. Yep. Uh, It's it's ugly. Uh, I warn you all, it's ugly. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I have a funny feeling we're going to have very similar teams, Uh, but uh, let's get this this party started. I have Arthur Boric as my goalkeeper at 3,600. I have Jeff Cameron as one of my defenders at 2,500. I have Charlie Daniels at 4,600 and Martin Olson at 2,500. Mm. Daniels, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you like him over Cedric? Uh, uh, Cedric didn't play yeah. last week for one. And I mean, I get it. I get it. I ranked him pretty highly, I think. Yeah. Um, I have Boric as well. I have Cameron as well. And then I had to take Mark Muniesa at 22 and Cuco Martina at 29. And if Martina does not start, I am in big trouble because I have no money left. I may have to go with uh, Simon Francis or Steve Cook to really get all three uh, center backs in. But we should say that I got stuck on the above 5,000 striker list this week. And there are only... Five, four healthy options anyway one of which is Sergio Aguero um, which is a lot of money to spend on one player if I did that's your make, that's your make or break guy yeah um, so I actually went very cheaply in I have five midfielders I spent I. yeah I spent 3300 on Leroy Fair another guy who oh, ab- certainly could not start jealous um, I spent 3400 on Steven Davis because that's all the money I had left. I have 3700 for Wes Houlihan because he scored double digits in four of the last five, including three in a row. And then I spent up for Shakiri and Sigurdsson. Mm. I have two of those five. I spent a lot of money in midfield. Yeah. I, have well, Nathan, the... I have Nathan Redmond at 4100 I have Jordan Shakiri mm-hmm. at 6,700, so same as you. David Silva at 6,800. Yep. I have Yaya Torre at 5,500. And Wes Houlihan at mm. 3,700 as my five midfielders. I really wanted um, Yaya Torre. I think this is a game that he can do something in. Yeah. The The forwards, who are your forwards? And then I can complain about the forwards. I have Will Fried Boney mm-hmm. at 5,000 and Max Gradle at 4,600 in the most transparent and obvious move that I think I've ever made. The So when I first started doing the lineup and I asked you what we were doing, meaning who was taking the more than 5,000, Boney and Gradle were my first two picks. Like, didn't even think about it. They were easy, easy selections. Um, I ended up with Aguero and Arnautovic and... Theoretically, I could downgrade Aguero to Raheem Sterling, but I just don't feel like getting two points. I know that he's been good lately, but this has two points out of Sterling written all over it. And Or or they start Iannaccio. Right, right. <laughs> Which is possible. In fact, that could ruin my... It wouldn't ruin my bony thing. It would make it better because I could just swap right out. Yeah, but... you could swap those. The... 
so if I didn't pay nine thousand for Aguero, I would have had Matt Ritchie as well. I really wanted Ritchie, and I basically picked Shakiri and Seagerson over him, but. I would definitely try to build a lineup with Shakiri, Sigurdsson, and Richie, and then just figure out the rest from there. But Aguero kills that possibility. It does the nine thousand is a lot? Yeah, that's a lot. And you know what? In the middle of the week, we we just kind of for fun did a Champions League one, and I happened to have won that. Not because I have any particular skill at Champions League stuff. I just got lucky. But you picked. I was. I was surprised that you took Cristiano Ronaldo. The who was, who was over ten thousand. Yes, um, I. I built a a few different Champions League lineups, one of which was this one that I did: Hulk, Ronaldo, and Bale. Ronaldo is so hard to not take on these he had, slates. He had fourteen shots. That's why. Is that he? He scores so many points that he pay. He's a value for the ten three. His last three games, because they now include La Liga games in this game log, which is nice. Thirty one, fifty four, and thirty six. He just he takes. You know he's going to play. Like that's one of my favorite things about Ronaldo. He always plays, and it was Bale that screwed me. I was like, as soon as I, the game started, I was like, I, I blew it on bail and he proved me correct. Well, yeah. Because I mean, I what's, had, what's funny is I had two of those three. Yeah. But I also had Nico Gaetan, which really helped. Gaetan, I, I dropped to get bail and that's what, like, I was ready to just burn my house down because I was so angry about it. <laughs> um, because... I actually didn't think that I thought Zenit was going to win, but I just, I was so angry that, that Bale, ugh, it was so dumb of me to think that he was going to do it. I did much better on Yahoo because of James. Yeah, that, that, that helped you out. I mean, I, because I didn't take uh Ronaldo, I was also able to get Tony Cruz, which helped out too. Yep. It was really hard for me to root for Marquinhos to do well against Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, the uh, and, and guess what? He didn't. But right. Kennedy did well. Yeah, he did. The I wonder if he plays more at left back now. I think that's the only place he's going to play. I think he's a left back now. What's really strange is the reason why he did so well, and the the, re- the reason why I brought this whole challenge up is to really get to my Kennedy point. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not kidding. I had I, this was a long con for me to talk about Kennedy and talk more about Chelsea on a week they don't play in the Premier League. Well done, uh, right? Um, five tackles, one and four interceptions. Yeah. That's where he got his points. Yeah, it was not because of things he did offensively. It's too bad they can't figure out how to get him and Rockman together, like at, at the same time. Unless Kennedy now starts in Hazard's spot. No, can, uh, my point is that, well, if anyone would start a Hazard spot, it would be Rockman because he can't play defense. Hmm. But if you want to go that route, but I don't think that would be smart. Um, my point is that I think they've accidentally found a left back and a forward. <laughs> you know, I, I feel I feel like he's he's like a, like a Marcelo type. He doesn't play much. He plays enough defense to get by, 
but what he's going to be known for is how he can get forward really, really well. Yeah. If he works at it. There you go. Uh, it, he's not Brazilian either, so I mean, he doesn't have that flair. <laughs> actually, actually, Kennedy. No, Kennedy. Is he? Is he Brazilian? He he's got the Brazilian. one name for it. Yeah. <laughs> the the mononym is really throwing me now. Uh, I don't know. He doesn't. He, I, anyway, he, my point. He is Brazilian. Okay, fine. Robert he Kennedy Nunez da Nascimento. I'm sure that's probably not. I'm sure he was named after the president. Oh, yeah. Robert Kennedy Nunez. <laughs> exactly. Um, especially with Kennedy with one N. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> uh, sorry, the, the the GOP debates on the background. We're getting all political. Um, I, like I said, Kennedy, to me, the, the fact that he got five tackles, one and four interceptions, it may have just been because PSG were living in the uh, Chelsea attacking third. And just by nature of constantly playing defense, he got some interceptions, but it, it still happened. Mm-hmm. They all count, right? Yeah, sure do. It's just, you know, it's a double shame because he's a forward playing defense. Right. And getting defensive stats. But I don't know. Maybe they found something. We'll see what happens going forward. And unless you have anything else to add, I think we should end this really short episode of the mm-hmm. Worldwide Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I tried to get it to an hour so badly, but I just could not. No, thank goodness. All right. Well, uh, we'll end the fluffy edition of the Worldwide Fantasy Soccer Podcast. We will catch you again next week and preview a game week that has slightly more than five pictures. Good luck, everyone. Thank you. Happy FA Cup weekend. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer.